So, I've got a full house tonight for episode 28 of the podcast. Um, which order shall I go in here on for introductions? Let's start with Sam. So, Sam's back. Nice to have you back, Sam. Thanks. Great to be back, Matt. Good lad. Uh, I can also see the, uh, uh, the lovely Mr. Alex Carter is with us again. How are you, mate? Evening, everyone. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks Glad. for asking. Happy birthday, Matt. Oh, Just so everyone I thought knows it was, your, yes. it was your birthday on Sunday. You're not supposed to say things like that. <laughs> 35 um, years old. Very happy return. 35, did you say? Brilliant. I'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, coming to us live from outside on his porch, I think, in somewhere in Alabama, uh, is Mr. Michael Starkey. How are you, sir? Evening, gentlemen. Up to town. I, I love those dulcet tones of Mr. Starkey. Right, so usual format tonight. We'll go over the... Uh, well, we've played two games, actually, haven't we? So we, we've got a little bit of uh, reviewing to do and some news. Um, and then we'll look ahead to Sunday. Um, and then at the end of the podcast, I'll tag on the interview I did with Ben from Blades Pod today, who's a uh, Sheffield United fan. Um, so I had a good chat with him for about 25 minutes today. Um, to get a, a bit of info on who might play, who might not play, what they might do. So uh, that'll be quite interesting for people, uh, maybe like yourself, Mr. Starkey, who are worried, saying, I don't know that much about Sheffield United. Uh, so that'll fill you in a bit. You'll have to listen to that last 20 minutes that I tag on and not the other hour and a half or whatever we, we're here for um, <laughs> while we rabble. So, um, and there's a bit of, there is a little bit, there's a couple of little bits of news, uh, one of which is just, just literally what about half an hour ago broken so yeah. um, so we'll we'll go over that and see so um i mean where do we start with the game at the weekend go on alex give us your give us your analysis of that um i was listening on the radio um and it was a roller coaster of emotions first 60 minutes or when we went 2-0 up i thought we were home and dry yeah Going back to top of the league, business as usual, happy days. And then um, things started to go a bit pear-shaped, didn't they? Conceded one and then the second one soon after. And it was close to ruining my Saturday, um, <laughs> surrendering a two-goal lead and giving up three points like that. And I was two, three minutes away from having a stinker of a Saturday. But just as I was um, about to put the ironing on... Um, well, you know, I was listening on the radio, but I've got tweet notifications on my phone, so the notification uh, came through before the radio. Um, schoolboy error, but yeah. It was a schoolboy error, but over the moon with the win. Um, wasn't the prettiest from what I hear um, in the second half. Probably got a little bit lucky to, to come away with the win, but champion's mentality, isn't it? Keep going to the end, get the winner. Yeah, so so you you listened. You obviously haven't found illegal streaming then. Uh, I all <laughs> abiding citizen, man. Uh, yeah, okay. So I I I went to a neighbor's house and he happened to have it on, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I guess you've summed it up. Uh, it was almost made worse by our friend Mister Alabi from 
back from his Chester days. He nearly pinged one in the top corner um, before Barham equalised, uh, just after Barham had equalised, I think. Um, so, yeah, I guess on one hand, you think, oh, how would you throw that away? How would you let that little collapse happen? And on the other hand, you, you sort of think, it just doesn't matter as long as we win, you know, um, I don't really care. Um, but I guess the reason that we care is if you have those little sort of lapses in concentration or whatever it was regularly, you're not going to win those games, are you? You're going to drop points rather than gaining points. Um, so uh, what did you? What were your thoughts, Sam? What did you make of it? How did you listen to it, watch it, follow well, it? As start, yeah, as a start-up, I managed to uh, get it on a uh, device that was uh, located lad. on my Fire Stick. So uh, to my <laughs> Um but yeah, I was watching the game and I was texting like my mate and you know saying what was happening, saying I managed to get it on the stream. And even when we went two 0 up, I said I think we're going to need a third goal here because they just even then they looked like good going forward. I thought uh, I think we're going to concede at least one or two here. And then when it went to two all, I thought that's oh, it. We've we're, we're doing the Wrexham way, aren't we? You know, throwing points away back to the old away form. But there's always like that little party that this team just seems to keep going, don't we? We just seem to be grinding out those results at the moment, yeah. which, you know, is, is the main thing, isn't it? I think, you know, looking at it, we've got those points, we'll level on points, and weren't we with Notts County? It was massive. I always thought the Bromley game as well at home, like that was a big, big win. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. Those, those games, don't you, throughout the season that you think, I think that's big three points, that. Yeah, I'll come to you now, Michael, but just um, I read a tweet, I think it was today, actually. I can't remember who'd even who'd written it, um, but it basically said um, that it's been about 15 years since somebody's won this league playing really pretty football. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great playing tiki-taka uh, and thinking that, you, you know, you can just play this cute football, but the, the teams yeah. that win this league grind it out yeah. Um, yeah. and that's notoriously what it is it's a slog this league isn't it so um yeah. how did you watch michael all the way from the states obviously you've got access to streams legally yep. uh, <laughs> with your yeah. did you you bought the season pass didn't you i did yeah. uh or half my, season pass whatever it was. My, yeah, yeah half half pass uh half season pass rest of the season for 80 dollars uh not not a bad um not a bad purchase in my opinion um you know, yeah, myself, yeah, my, my two dollars or so a game. Uh, myself and I'm going to say 99 percent of the rest of the subscribers um, to National League TV missed about the first eight and a half minutes of the game. Some missed 20 minutes. Um, the uh, the streaming platform just wasn't working. It that was this. Uh, that it, was the Gateshead game, not the Maiden one, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the Gateshead game. Uh, um, yeah, we're we 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 we're still on Saturday yet. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, so yeah, um, was able to watch it streaming. Um, it was, you know, um, I don't even know where to start. Um, the, 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 the fact that, um, you know, the fact that the club and, and the team was rallied, um, the way that we have, um, from, from, um, a lot of you know uncertainty um, with with who's going to play, who's who's out, who's in um, the side, and who Coach Park is going to play, and those types of things. Um, feel like feel like the club's done an amazing job, um, and the side's done a fantastic job these last couple of weeks for sure. So, 
if we think back to that game, who, uh, Alex, from the radio, who do you think stood out? Mm, it's hard to say when you're listening on the radio. Um, were you listening to Mark you... Griffiths or what were you, who were you listening yeah, to? Yeah, it was Mark Griffiths, both of the Gateshead and the Maidstone game. Sound right. like Luke Young was was decent again. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, he scored the, um, the wonder goal to open the scoring, but his name was getting mentioned quite a bit in terms of putting himself about, tackling, getting up and down the pitch, that typical Luke Young performance. Um, you know what? I think that was it. Couldn't yeah. really give you another name who stood out on the radio, but like I say, listening on the radio, it's hard to really yeah. see who's on it and who's not. Yeah, I don't think you'd go far wrong with uh, with Luke Young. What we all thought... I mean, you saw it, Sam. I mean, it, it, yeah. him and... I think he was probably the outstanding one. Yeah, um, I'd say definitely Young. Hayden played really well, but then I think it was their second goal. It was a bit, was it his fault or was it, you know, um, the right back forward, you know, could yeah. they have done better marking him? But, you know, Hayden to pop up with that goal at the end, you know, it's, you know, that's what you're relying on, isn't it, from him? You know, was he scored now 11 goals now, is it? I think that was 11th. Double digits, yeah. 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 So, Hey, Mullins up to twenty now, isn't he? He's only two behind Langstaff now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's uh, which we'll touch on when we uh, when we come on to the uh, come on to Gateshead in a second and uh, uh, all the kerfuffle that there was about uh, Erling Langstaff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought um, I thought O'Connor played tidy. Lee was tidy. It was kind of it was tidy all round, apart. It was tidy all around, but then they just managed to sort of out of nowhere, that Barham, who'd looked lively all game, managed mm -hmm. to get a couple of goals. And the second one was the most disappointing one because yeah. he, he was like, he's, he's crept in between a couple of defenders to score a header. And it, I, I don't know what he is, but he only looks about five foot eight, five foot nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. He looked like one of those sort of diminutive, is how I would describe him, forwards. So I guess that that's the, the disappointing sort of element of it. It they look lively up front, they did. They, yeah, they all game. That Alibi, uh, the one who used to play for Chester. Yes. I mean, he is a unit, he is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Toza, there was one point, Toza was 50-50 with him, and he was just playing with Toza like he was like a little kid. It was like, mm -hmm. he was a unit of a lad, he is. He is, he's big, he's classic, he's classic, he's, he's, he's a big, he is a big thing, That's but obviously big, he yeah. just lacks the finishing, doesn't he? Doesn't yeah, score yeah. a lot of goals. Yeah, but um, physically, not many players who will out muscle him or out, you know, physical yeah. battle with. Him. Yeah. Anybody else stand out for you, uh, Michael, about uh, on Saturday, or was was Youngie the 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 outstanding one? Yeah, Young was all over the pitch. I thought he did a fantastic job. I agree with 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 uh, you know with Alex. I, I <laughs> off the top of my head, um, I, I would say Luke was was. Um, my man of the match, if that's what you'd like to refer to it as. Um, yeah, so obviously, um, I think I, I, the stream, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, a good word for uh, Fred Atkins, who did the Gate Money documentary, because mm -hmm. Fred and Joseph did the uh, commentary uh, for the National League stream, and I thought they did yeah. quite a good job. Probably yep. they were they were piqued by the Heed Army this week, who did a really good job on the, <laughs> uh, on the National League stream. Um, they those boys were really really good, but uh, again, you know, having that uh, that multi cam setup and stuff, it's 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 really good, and we're really lucky at the moment that we've got that as a facility. 
um, to see those those away games that we you know that you can't get to. Um, yeah. and we obviously need to introduce Mr. Carter to uh, the wonders of the web. <laughs> not, not the dark. <laughs> He's shaking his I'm head. I'm a law-abiding citizen, mate. I've told you a hundred times. I can't get in trouble with the law again, so yeah. I'm keeping it <laughs> low profile. Oh, I imagine. Okay. Um, so, so we win that game. We're thinking, oh, this is this is this is really good. Uh, a raft, obviously, of cancellations at the weekend that carried on as well, Alex, um, because obviously there was a few yesterday as well because of the weather. So uh, even though it sort of technically it warmed up, it didn't warm up enough to thaw out the pitches. Yeah, it was a weird one. I think most of the country's now back up to five, six degrees. Um, the North East, ironically, was probably the warmest part of the UK. I, it baffled me that. I was like, I can't understand that. Yeah, like... I'm not a weather expert, but usually the North East is the coldest, I thought. But a weird one was um, probably good news for Wrexham is the Solihull game getting called off. Not Solihull, County. County game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I understand that Notts County actually asked Solihull to play the game on the Wednesday. I saw that, yeah. Tonight. But um, Solihull declined it. We can only assume because they're going through a bit of a, an injury crisis at the moment. So by the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really happy that we've had two games Saturday, Tuesday that have survived the weather. <laughs> we them both ideal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah definitely. Th- the Chesterfield one interested me because um, obviously uh, they were due to play. Um, oh. Remind me on Saturday. Knox County. Knox County, sorry. Um, I was talking about Sol- I was thinking about Solihull a minute ago when you were talking. So they were due to play County, and obviously uh, Paul Cook was going to serve the second match of his suspension. Um, and magically, obviously, it turns out that, that that game, you know, they they couldn't get it on. But then I subsequently later read, I don't know if any of you saw this, that they also had a, a, a bug going through the camp. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen you yep. commented on post. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden, this area of the pitch that's covered by that massive stand that doesn't see any sunlight that the groundsman would definitely know about was definitely not getting any any heat and warmth and cover. There's no chance. Um, say that again. There was, a, there was a picture I saw of the frozen bit and they had one heater on it. Yeah. 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 The, the wonders, is it? But I guess, you know, would we do the same thing? I don't know, probably, um, you know. I don't see it as an advantage, though, because they're backing games, up games. They're, yeah. they're just backing up games. I don't see it as yeah. like, I was looking at when Knotts and Chesterfield play each other against so on the 11th of Feb. That's right. We, we've got Wilson at home. So I was looking at the games and bear in mind, if, you know, if we win our games, I think if we win against Wilson, we could potentially be six points, maybe more, you know, ahead of Notts County. So there's going to be pressure on both of them to, you know, win that game, isn't it? It's going to be a win or bust for both of them, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else stand out to anybody then against that about that, mate? I mean, just the fact that we'd rallied to win for me was the standout element of it. What about you? Anybody else? Sort of anything else that we took away from it? Um, yeah, last I mean, minute winner. Yeah, good. the last minute winner. Anybody Absolutely. else? I did have, uh, I did have my first. Uh, I'll say watch party. Oh, uh, okay. With, uh, 
Tim, uh, my friend, Mr. Edwards over at Fearless and Devotion and uh, Simon, uh, Simon Cook. We got together and the three of us were able to watch it. Uh, and I oh, will cool. neither, neither confirm nor deny um, the, the legality of those things. Um, <laughs> but I know I paid for it and that's all I can comment on. But uh, we had a good time and those guys will both uh, confirm that I did call the uh, 91st minute winner. So I was very excited <laughs> about that. Did you, did you call it at the time of the corner or what? I did call it at the time of the corner. That is a fact. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I did. <laughs> as well yeah 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 i didn't i wasn't feeling the positivity to be honest at that point i think i was more like you alex i was thinking i can't believe we've thrown this away what a chance yeah. we've yeah. thrown away um okay so should we should we roll it in should we roll it into the uh into the gateshead game then well let's just go straight yeah. into it so yeah uh, when where are we now so that was last night wasn't it so it was. Um, we go away to a ground that we don't normally do that well at. Um, I guess that a lot of that's possibly to do with the traveling and the conditions that we've had historically, um, having to go up there and the weather, I guess, isn't normally the best. Um, so we rock up there uh, and we come away with a 3-0 win. Anybody surprised by that? Um, yeah, by the scoreline, I thought by one, maybe two goals, I thought it'd be a really tight game. With that yeah. one, they have, they've had some good results and they've picked up quite a lot recently. Yeah, the form, yeah. Yeah, and I know when they played us at home, they looked a decent team considering they're, you know, down where they are. So I was surprised by the amount of goals we won by in the end. Yeah, they, I thought they played really good football and dominated the, the football, actually, Alex, to start with. Um, and it took us time to sort of, I'm guessing we haven't trained a lot. Um, due to the uh, you know a bit of travelling etc, and it looked like we we were playing our way into it. What what were your thoughts? Uh, I guess you were listening on the radio, so you can't kind of see it. But what were, what were you sensing from the radio from uh, from the commentary? Yeah, first off, it sounded very even. Um, even sounded like Gateshead were the better team. I yeah. think they forced Mark Howard into a couple of decent saves, saves in the yeah. first forty five, but. I think the way they play suits us because they like to play football. They're not a big physical team who put mm. 10 men behind the ball and try and bully mm. her. They actually try and play football. Um, and if you try and play football against Wrexham, nine times out of 10, we're going to beat you yeah, because whether are better, better football. Team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I wasn't surprised that we won 3 0. I think I might have predicted 3 0 in the predictions last I week. I think you said 3 1, but anyway. Um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Come on, there we go. Um, but no, not surprised at all. The second half from the radio, it sounded much better. I think we took the game to them a little bit more. I think fitness as well as quality shown last half an hour. Um, and it was, yeah, very comfortable in the end. I thought once it got to 2-0, I was hoping that there wasn't a repeat of Saturday, but we shut up shop and then Mullen got a nice goal at the end as well. So yeah. a few days. Um, I'm assuming you watched it, Michael. Were you worried at, ha at half time? I, I there was some, you know, the trepidation. Um, where, firstly, I'll say somebody on this fine podcast uh, did predict the correct score and did it in public on the Wrexham uh, fans chat on Facebook. Feel free to go check those receipts. I won't name any <laughs> names. 
Um, somebody said three, no clean sheet, but, uh, yeah, at halftime, um, definitely some trepidation crept in. Um, and, and Alex is right. The first 13, 14 minutes of the match, they did a great job controlling the ball, kept it on the, you know, kept it on the pitch. Um, and, and going back to what you guys were talking about, uh, with, with Howard, he made an outrageous save, uh, the 34th minute of the first half. Um, one of the strikers was essentially one-on-one had gotten past our, um, gotten past our center backs and, and the, the save that Howard made was outrageous. Um, it, it was a good save, especially in that situation one-on-one where, um, their striker was far enough away where he had some options. He might've been able to chip in and might've been able to go far post. Um, but Howard, made, Howard did a great job and, uh, fortunately kept us in that match and, uh, kept that three nil prediction that somebody made alive. <laughs> I hope you put some money on it. Um, uh, Sam, I tell you, Gateshead play some lovely football, and they would be mm-hmm. a real threat if they'd have been able to keep all the Langstaff um, and Kedwin Scott. Yeah, you, I mean that's been a killer for them to lose both yeah. of their main strikers. When it? it's you know, how do they with their budget and their resources? How do they replace those two? They just can't, can they? It doesn't look like it at the moment. No. But no, they were good. They're good little football inside. You know, I like them when they come to the race course. I thought, you know, like Alex said, they they try to play football, don't they? They're not a big lump, lump it forward team, are they? Mm-hmm. And they don't waste time. There's no rolling around yeah. on the floor. It was just let's yeah, get on, yeah. let's get uh, let's yeah. get on with it. I mean, it's obviously, yep. Alex, you can't kind of see it, but um, I don't know whether they referred to it on the commentary. But you know, there was no time wasted at all. It was you know just yeah. get it down and try and play as much as possible. Yeah, I think from what I gather, they're almost too nice, Gates said. Yeah, like, I would agree with you that. have to be a bit dirty and play the dark arts, to, especially when you're in a relegation fight as well, but fair yeah. play to them for sticking to their guns. Yeah, I would. I, I would. Would you agree with that, Sam? They probably are just a little mm-hmm. bit. They do need to just be a bit more, a bit smarter. Yeah, in this league, you do need a couple of, like you said, sort of shit houses, don't you, and that are going <laughs> to you know, play the opposition and, you know, do dirty work, don't they? Do you think maybe, like, I was just thinking it, the, you know, the brand of football that they're playing is that, because Gateshead aren't the most well-supported team, is that to try and, you know, entice new fans to go and watch them as well, probably playing a good brand of football. So maybe that's why they brought in a manager who'll do that, rather than somebody's just going to play Keats football. I mean, I, it, it's hard to know because we don't know the people, do we? Um but I, I understand why you would why you think that. But I always just think that people will watch you if you're winning. People will watch you regardless, won't they? Because people yeah. just enjoy winning. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you think, Michael. But you know, you know, if you were a, a, a potential, you know, a fan from across the pond, I guess it's more attractive to watch Gateshead. But like, would you give up eventually if they just kept losing week in week out? Yeah, losing losing it being twenty first in, in in the national league and being in the relegation zone um, over halfway through the season now is, is a tough way to uh, you know a, a tough way to attract new fans and and keep the ones that you have you know coming back to the ground and coming to the coming to the matches. Um, they they did play. Um, I, I see you know the, the Heat Army guys on the on the broadcast did. I thought they did a fantastic job. Um, they were entertaining. They were knowledgeable. Um, definitely taught us across the pond some things about the game and, and obviously about Gateshead. But going back to what you said earlier about the way they play, you know, if you remember when Gateshead came to the race course a while back, they were giving us some issues and they were down a man. 
Yeah. They only had, yeah. They, you know, they had 10 men and they were still giving us the problems, um, especially offensively. Gateshead's offense, that is. Um, they, they still, you know, did a good bit of attacking, kept the ball on the pitch, played, uh, played the ball around well and, and gave us some problems down a man. So I am a little surprised where they're at um, in the league after watching the, the, the two matches against them. Um, but, you know, like you guys were saying a second ago, that, that could be for a myriad of different reasons. And a lot of it boils down to, to budgeting and, and finance and, and wages and those types of things. And unfortunately, they just don't seem to have it right now. If they kept their two strikers, where does everyone think they would be? Oh. This? Well, okay. I mean, you, I mean it's, you'd fancy them to be comfortably clear of the relegation zone, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. But bearing in mind that would affect Knox County. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I'd say I'm, at least mid-table. Yeah, and, I, and probably higher. Probably not in a playoff spot, but you know, somewhere in that um, ten, twelve, um, maybe somewhere mid, around there. Middle to mm. top third. I, you know, yeah. somewhere just out. You know, just in that that sort of uh, that that that. There's a there's a clump of clubs potentially. About to start a run where Solihull and uh, and Borehamwood are, yep. I think they wouldn't be far off there. Having seen yeah. now how good Langstaff is, um, and obviously Scott still scores bucket loads of goals, even though he's not the main man. Um, you know they must have been a real handful of a side. Um, I think. Yeah. You um, can see why they smashed up their you know the National League North last season, can't you? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I. I, I was interested in the lineup last night because I was I was um, obviously we brought Palmer back in last night to start Alex um, following the from the weekend. Were you surprised at the lineup last night ahead of just thinking ahead to Sunday? We've got this big game, and then you're going away to a team that, granted, we you know we know we're a good football inside, but ultimately they are in the relegation zone. Did you think he might have rotated a couple of people, or did you? You know, were you not for that? No, I'm, you don't change a winning team. And that's something I stand by. The only change I would have considered is Palmer for Dolby. Um, even though at the moment, I would say Dolby is playing better than Palmer. And granted, Palmer's had the injury and, and personal issues as well. I think Parkinson had Sunday in mind. I think he will start mm-hmm. Dolby on on Sunday against Sheffield United, like he did against um, Coventry. Coventry in the previous yep. round, yeah. So I think he said to Palmer, "Look, I'll put you in against Gateshead, but you're going to have a good break after that because you'll be on the bench against Sheffield United, and he'll probably come on um, at some point in that game anyway." But no, I wasn't surprised with the team lineup at all. As I say, don't change a winning team, but I can see why he swapped. Dolby four for Palmer in that one. Was anybody surprised by the lineup? Because I, I did think he might put one or two different players in. Yeah, I thought maybe might have swapped one or two out because obviously from you know it being so close after the Maidstone game. Yeah, uh, I thought James Jones was would have come in myself just for yeah. some legs in midfield. That's what I, that's the one I was thinking. Yep. Yeah, I think that's Parky's going to be thinking now. I'm probably looking at you know the games ahead, and he's probably got right. I'm going to play. Such and such, and then I'm going to swap him in. So he's probably got a plan. A couple of yeah, like a couple of teams he's going to use. You know, oh, I think Sam's fallen off the fallen off the face of the earth. Um, 
Who so, would you swap Jones for, Matt, out of interest? Uh, so I would have, I think, I personally would have probably started him ahead of Elliot Lee and had Elliot Lee to come on later, like to affect the game with about half an hour to go. Mm. Um, I think Young and Jones's energy, uh, I don't think you can drop O'Connor at the moment. Um, I just, I just, I just thought, you know, start that game with some energy and, and some vigour uh, and then the, the space will come later. You give Lee that rest, and then you bring him on to 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 uh, play those killer passes, and yeah. Um, so that was that was, and remember we were trying to guess what Parky's Parky's doing in it, but that was just that was just my my gut feeling was that he he just might ahead because I thought he'd want to keep Lee for the weekend, yeah. Because um, I you know I'll be surprised if he drops him at the weekend. Um, the flip side to that. On, uh, oh, go on, Michael. I- on Lee, um, I'm glad you brought that up. I still see a lot of people in the fan base, you know, on social media and those types of things that um, for, for you know, different reasons here and there, everybody has those are their, their opinions as a fan. Those are subjective. We know how that works. Yeah. Um, but I still see a lot of fans that, that say that Lee doesn't work uh, in the midfield um, with, with <laughs> you know, a couple of different mixtures here and there and things like that, which I find very interesting. Obviously, he's a quality player, but – I mean, there are still people in the fan base that think that um, that that he doesn't he doesn't fit um, with with certain rotations. I've seen that I've seen uh, an account that regularly uh, tweets about that. We might yeah. be we might even be talking about. Uh, I know there might be more, but there might be there might be the same one that we're both coming across. Um, yeah, it's your your burner your burner account. The one season with <laughs> I've seen that. Um, that account and it's yeah. re- it's it's uh, it's really it's interesting. interesting. It's really yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't personally agree with it. And I, when you watch Lee, sl- you know, again after five minutes last night, he was jumping into slide tackles and stuff. Um, yep. I personally don't agree with that. But obviously, like you say, you know, everybody's got an opinion on this game, aren't they? And that, that's that's the beauty of the sport. But for me, I actually think this is quite a good blend because Lee gives you that bit of creativity. Luke Young gives you the legs and the the energy of back and yeah. forth, proper box to box. And O'Connor now right. is very adept at just sitting in front of that back four and yep. being the the sort of casual. He casually sets the play. Um, so I think a- I think I think we've got a good blend there now. Personally, myself. Have you yeah, back, Sam? Was- Sorry, you uh, you disappeared before. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, bud. Yeah, it's more of a balanced midfield now. I think with Elliot Lee, like watching him most recently, his work rate's you know outstanding. You know, for a player that's very attack minded, you know, you can see he's working for the team. For me personally, I just want him to get a few, a few more goals. I think yeah. he needs. Yeah, yeah. I just think that that's the only thing that's missing. I just think he needs a few more goals to his game at the moment. I think. Um, it's uh, next time you get to watch Alex. If you watch uh, Elliot Lee, I think that the the one thing you would ask him to do, perhaps, he likes to go uh, and place himself and play in the channels. Uh, and I would like him personally. Uh, I would, you know, that creative player. I like to play behind your front two, kind of more central. Uh, and I think that's possibly one of the reasons Sam that he doesn't, because he does yeah. like to wander out to the channels. Um, yeah, he's I don't not know if like. Yeah, he's definitely not like just off the strikers, is he? No. He's, like he's more out wide, isn't he? Going into the channels and trying to find space that way, isn't he? And a pass, he looks for those. And in fact, that's where his goal against Coventry came from. It was a cross, really, wasn't it? But he'd gone wandering out yeah. wide 
to get the ball because he wanted then to do the cross or to play the killer pass. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, Alex, or or, or whether you haven't, yeah. but look out for it next time that you're at the race course or whatever, doing commentary, because I think you'll see it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it lots of times in the games I have seen this season. Um, what he does, he creates space for the two strikers. Correct, he does, yeah. When he occupies those winger positions, if you will, um, that drags out at least one of their defenders. Oh, yeah. And there's gaps in and around the 18-yard box then. And he's he's a different player to Jordan Davis, isn't he? Who played that position last year and scored 20-odd goals. Lee obviously probably won't get 20-odd goals this season, but it's just his intelligence that I like more than anything. He's a passer two ahead compared to mo most players on the pitch half the time. And some of the dribbles he goes on and how he yeah. keeps the ball. I've never seen anything like it. And yeah. I agree with you two about his work, right? I think he, well, you three actually, he, he does work really hard. Um, the amount of times you see him track back, put a slide tackle in and win it back in midfield or win a header or put himself about. He's yeah. actually not far from being the all-round midfielder. Um, he's better right than I thought. The, he's, more, yeah. he's more rounded than I thought he would be. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that yeah. the midfield trio we've got at the moment is probably the best midfield trio we've seen since Parkinson came in. I know we had Jones, Young and Davis at the end of last season, which was very good. But this is <laughs> O'Connor, Young and Lee has topped that for me. I think we've solved our midfield issues, if you like. And then you've still got players like Andy Cannon. Cannon. Yeah, yeah, I th I think uh, I I I agree with that, and I think actually once we l we need to learn to play with Lee probably a little bit more. So uh, I guess um, to counter my argument that I would like him to be more central, I guess if he is going to go out wide, we need to make sure that Luke Young then uh, utilizes that space um, that that then is created probably in and around the sort of box and behind the front two. Um, to do those, you know, to do his natural game that is that you won't appreciate, Michael, but that's what he is, isn't he? He is that proper box to box, you know, because obviously Parky's asked him to sit really for for a long time, mm -hmm. but now we're starting to see the benefits of it uh, of him doing that 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 bombing on um, of what of what he actually is um, in midfield, and obviously, yeah, like. Uh, we'll, we'll go on to who might play at the weekend in, in a bit, but you know, Cannon made the bench last night, so he's obviously getting yeah. a bit closer um, in terms of fitness because Jones was on the bench as well, and he did bring Jones on. And uh, although Cannon came on for a, a minute or something, didn't he? Whatever it was to kill the kill the time at the end of the game. Um, but uh, just quickly, then, um, who's uh, very quickly? Just give us a name. Who's your standout player from last night? Um, uh, from what you saw, Michael? Uh, Lee. Okay. I'd say, I'd say Lee. Uh, Sam, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for um, Mullen, actually. I thought Mullen looked really good. Um, you know, he could have got the third goal, but um, Tom O'Connor Con as well really, really impresses me at the moment. We're, yeah. we're really trying to see the player that we bought. We didn't, yeah. So, yeah, we didn't. We didn't know what he was like, really. Didn't we? I know we've had this chat before, and obviously he was like in and out, and then injured. But now we're really starting to see why we why we bought him. Basically, he's a real standout player. Yeah, yeah. Alex, who came across on the radio? What was the Ahem. three players going by Mark Griffiths in the team's comments? Mark Howard, first of all. Yeah, I I would say Sounds Howard like... last night. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think he made well. He did a make two saves, or three really yeah. good saves in the first half. Tom O'Connor, they were raving about him, and Mullen as well, purely yeah. for his movement and his energy and his all-round. And the killer play. goal. And the killer goal, which was a very good goal. Okay, well, what we'll do next then? We'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll round up the news in a second, and then we'll um, we'll preview Sheffield United. So news-wise, we've actually I've just realised that there is quite a, a big piece of news that dropped since we spoke last. I think it actually dropped after we recorded last time. Um, so we won't go into it in too much detail, I guess. Um, but let's start with the news news and then we'll talk maybe sort of transfer rumours. He says, touching his nose as if uh, as if he knows something I know nothing. I've just, you know, it's just what I've read. Um, so we got the disappointing news last week that we got no funding for our new cop. Um, I was, and myself, I was a bit surprised by that because I think the club were confident that they... Uh, they were going to get that that gateway project was going to get all the funding that it wanted. Um, was anybody else surprised by it, Alex? Were you shocked when you heard it, or were you always thinking, "Oh, they're never going to give us any money"? Certainly not since Paul Mullin wore the boots. Well, had his <laughs> had his new boots. Yeah, I don't think "shocked" the right words. Mm, you know what? A little bit surprised, maybe, considering the amount of pictures we had with the. Um, Conservative Party representatives at the race course, including some high prominent Conservative Party members. Um, Yes and no, really, in terms of being shocked. You could argue, is there better ways of that levelling up money to be spent as opposed to a football stand? People who aren't into sport or football would say yes. Obviously, we're biased and we'd say it's great for the community as well as the football club but as rob McElhenney tweeted was it a year a year and a half ago we don't need their money well um i guess uh, to be fair it was it was a part of it wasn't just the cot was it it was part of that whole that whole project on the gateway into town uh, yeah, around the train the station and stuff. That's why they were that's why they were clever with it wasn't it sam you know they were intrinsically linking it to a bigger piece yeah, that's. I know. Like, I was having this discussion with people on Twitter, and they were saying, you know, about oh, well, the Gateway project was twenty five million, but I was trying to say no, it was that was part of it all. It wasn't just for the football ground. Yeah. Then linking onto the train station, and having networks there into into town, and you know, it was all one big project. I think the whole thing was going to be about was it 25 million or something like that yeah i think i've i heard that somebody who went to the guersel reds meeting that humphrey carr had said that the football club element of it was about seven million yeah yeah and then the rest is on the rest the, was uh, the, the other bits around because i think just been laying the road that just goes past the train station yeah i know a lot of utilities um in that road there so that was one of the things well, that was the phosphates was part of the issue. It was was yeah, was another was part good. of the issue, wasn't it? Yeah, to move all them around basically. Um, so I I, I noticed um, in the last couple of days the council have said that they'll continue to look for alternative funding um, and continue to try and try and keep getting that funding. Um, yeah. but look for obviously alternatives in the shorter period of time. Um, I mean, what do we think? I mean, and Humphrey said that the cop's going to rise again. 
um, in his uh, in his piece last week, and it's definitely coming. Does yeah. anybody think this is going to slow it down, or do we still expect it to be, you know, up and running? What's our, what's our confidence? I suppose we don't know what um, what the plan B is, in you know, in, no. in deep. So, yeah, I'm sure the club have you know prepared for that. But obviously, like you said, they were quite confident that they were going to get it. So they could obviously got this plan in place. But then, how long is that going to take? We don't know. Um, is it a case of you know having outside investment to name the stand? You know, and they get they get sponsorship then for I don't know five to ten years. You know, is that part of the that might be part of the investment? Um, you know, or if it's a certain company, maybe I know, for example, like a beer company, they sell their beer in the race course. You know, something like that. But um, yeah, hopefully something can be resolved soon on that. Go on, Alex. You were about to jump in then. Yeah, same as what Sam said. Really, um, we got some clever people on the board who would have made a plan B. Um, just in case plan A didn't go ahead, which has come to fruition. But I guess if it's just the stand or the new copy you're looking at, which is what, 7 million, I think you said, there's ways you can chip away at that. Like Sam says, you've got sponsorship rights. Selling bricks was another one. Selling yeah. bricks, I'm sure, yeah. Fans have gotten bored with that. Um, you've got contributions from the owners who could chip in as well. Sponsorship of new shirt. Um, the new shirts, the new manufacturers as well. Sponsorship, new basically, yeah. Sponsorships, yeah. You've got Marketing. FA Cup yeah. prize money. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go win it. <laughs> we win it, that'll pay for the, the, the stand itself. Um, promotion to League Two will have its financial benefits as well. So yeah. I can see that seven million being plucked away at from, from different avenues. And I don't That's... think it's going to affect it being ready by the 2024-25 season. Mm -hmm. So, Michael, you're obviously not as close to it because you're, you know, not living in Wrexham and stuff. Sure. Um, so I don't expect you to uh, sort of uh, know the ins and outs of it. But from the outside, what's your sort of, from what you read and the, yeah. the way that the club puts out messages, um, do you still feel confident? Because I think they've portrayed a confident message so far. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. Uh, a couple of things on it. I, I definitely agree with what Sam and Alex said. Um, you know, there are ways, you know, through investments and sponsorships and, and um, you know, as soon as the, the bid got rejected, um, there were fans on social media already, you know, vying to buy bricks and those types of things. So like you said, the fans would definitely get on board with that. Uh, you know, I know I would even from, a, from, from, you know, over here in the States, that's something that I would, I would love to sponsor somehow. Um, so, you know, like Alex said, it, that, that $7 million price tag can be uh can be chipped down pretty quickly through, through different, um, you know, revenue streams and different avenues. And I did think that um, Humphrey's column last week and his response was, was well-stated um, the ending paragraph about the uh, <laughs> upcoming election, I thought was, was fantastic. Um, that was pretty well, pretty well put. Um, and, and I agree with what these guys said as well. Um, not, not shocked, um, probably elements of surprise and things like that, especially, as Alex alluded to with all the photo ops and things like that from, um, you know, from the conservative party over there. Um, it, 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 it was a bit surprising for me again, uh, from an outsider's perspective, 
um, the good, not only that it would do for the football club, but also for the town and the surrounding area. I was a little surprised from, from that point. And I, I saw a map, lastly, I saw a map of the, the funding bids that did get accepted and a large disproportionate amount of the funding was accepted in South Wales, which I noticed. And I thought that was um, intriguing again from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, yeah that's, that's been that's been the case for a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. How did um Cardiff and Swansea fund their new the you know when they had their new stadiums? How yeah. were they? I don't remember. Like, I don't remember because uh, I'm not being that close to them. Uh, I don't yeah. know, but yeah, I mean, so so I guess that so that ties into something else, which we won't go into too much detail. Uh, but there was a bit of an update around the lease this week. Did did anybody did everybody sort of see that? We had a statement. Yeah. When did the, state, yeah. the statement yeah. came out from the WST? Basically kind of saying, I think the summary was you kind of, you, you need to explain to us why you really need this lease because, you know, you don't need it to do the work and stuff that you want to do. Um, so, you know, you kind of, you know, we want to be ultra careful um, and you need to kind of just, you know, clarify exactly what, what, why you need the lease. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if anybody knows any more than that. Um, or, or wants to say any more than that on it, but we've got this other other issue now bubbling away, haven't we? That's uh, just there in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll just say it. It again, from far away eyes, that worries me to a very small extent. Um, between the relationship with the, the club and the trust, um, just that. Um, that the communication doesn't seem to be quite streamlined. Um, that's a little bit concerning for me. I'm sure it will get hammered out eventually. You know, how long that takes, we'll, we'll, we will see. Um, but th there is a little bit of concern there on my part, um, just that, that that communication doesn't seem to be quite as efficient as I think it should be at this point. Yeah, there's a bit of, there was a, we obviously, I think last week, Alex, we talked about the uh, statement the club had put out the uh, the frustration statement shall i call it so there's obviously yeah. just a tidy little bit of friction there at the moment isn't there that uh that, that that sort of isn't getting thrown at them as quickly as they'd have they'd have liked uh and obviously you know they need they, they also need to understand the flip side is that you know that is really the keys to the treasure chest isn't it yeah, and it's caused a little bit of friction amongst the fan base as well. You've seen yeah. some supporters say, oh, the WST are clinging on to the last bit of power and this is the only thing they've got left and they're making it difficult. Or it's the 31 who voted against the takeover who are being spiteful. Um, I don't think it's any of that. I just think the WST are looking out for the best interests of the club, really. And I'm not yeah. a legal property lease expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I can see where they're, they're coming from, the WST, um, in regards to being a little bit cautious. So work's continued, Sam. Uh, regardless of that, all that going on, you know, the cop basically doesn't exist anymore. Every last beam seems beam seems to have gone. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, it's literally, you know, the digger's there, the mound is there, but there is yeah. literally no more stand. Well, one day it was there and one day it was gone. It was almost overnight, wasn't it? That that week yeah. it just sort of disappeared. Um, so they've kind of carried on and they've put out a statement that says work's carrying on regardless. So we'll just have to wait for an update now and see what uh, see what happens with that. Um, uh, I oh, wonder if they're 
their target was to have it ready by not next season, the season after, was Yeah. So it's just whether to see whether, obviously, with a plan B, is that yeah. still a realistic target? And it'll be interesting now, because where does that, you know, maybe we were, in fact, just a minute ago, thinking about it, Sam, you were we were talking about um, the training ground. Well, all of a sudden, you've got a lot more money to find for a stand. So does the training ground now go on the back burner thinking about it yeah. rather how, than the stand? Yeah, that's what I mean. How, how do you how do you fund that as well? It's, you know, there's, there's I was asking before, have you heard anything more on the training ground? It's all gone quiet. very quiet. So there's something else to fund. I guess in the list of priorities, you would, you know, you could argue for both to be important. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how the club prioritise uh, prioritise that and how they sort of uh, manage to raise the funds necessary for that. So I yeah. will, I'm sure one day we'll wake up to a statement and our answers will, our questions will be answered. Um, so I guess uh, transfer-wise, um, uh, well, we've we've signed a we signed a couple of goalkeepers to longer term deals to keep them till the end of the season. I was a I was a bit surprised at that. I don't know if anybody else was a bit surprised at that because. You just you know that at the time we signed them, we had five keepers on the books, and I was thinking this seems a bit weird to me. Um, but yeah. then lo and behold, obviously less than a week after um, the the, uh, the two lads, Calderback Park and um, Rory Watson, extended. Uh, obviously today, uh, Christian Dibble left the club, uh, so it's mm-hmm. they said they they've agreed to a mutual termination. So that implies they've paid him a little bit of money, not all his contract, just a little bit. And obviously he can go and try and get a number one spot. I'm assuming, yeah. I mean, he's been in a few training videos, so he must be fit or fit enough. Um, yeah. Anybody surprised by that though, or not? Cause I am, I thought he was going to be the number three, but uh, for this season anyway, when he was back, but uh, you know, anybody shocked? Uh, I'm not... Go on, Sam. Go on, Sam. Um, yeah, not really. Um, like you said, with the two other lads that have signed the contracts, I think you know with Dibble, it's. I think he needs to go and play, doesn't he? You know, he needs to go out. Mm-hmm. Looking at the games of you know when is he going to get game time? We got Rob Layton. He needs to play. You mm-hmm. know this. We haven't had many games with this reserve league, so I think they've looked at the whole picture and thought, when are we going to be able to give him a game? Yeah. And thought. We can't, we can't give you the game time. You know, he's back mm-hmm. from his now. Really, are we realistically going to pay a wage for a keeper that we can't play? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make business wise. It doesn't make any sense, does it? So the best thing for all parties is that he goes out and finds another club and gets that yeah. game time. Uh, go on, Alex. You were going to say something. Yeah, I agree with what Sam said. Really, I think it suits all parties. Really, Christian Dibble's twenty-eight now and. He doesn't want to be playing third, fourth or fifth fiddle, does he, um, in the prime of his career? And whatever you think about his ability as a goalkeeper, he's been a, he's been a good pro over the last, is it five and a half years he's been yeah. at Wrexham? Longest slave yeah, in the world. Yeah. Three or four different managers who have all kept him on and trusted him. He's never caused any issues off the field, even when he's in bad form, getting yeah. stick and abuse. He's yeah. kept his chin up and putting some decent displays. So fair play to him. Can't knock the lads. And you know what? I think he could probably get the number one spot at a National League team. Mm-hmm. Be lower half, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good luck to him. Yeah, any not any surprise, Michael, or not with that one? No, I think those guys. Uh, I think Sam and Alex said it perfectly. Is you know, as a competitor, he wants to go out and compete, and um, with with Howard performing the way he's been, and and how many clean sheets he has this year, and and with the fact that uh, Rob Layton's back healthy now and and available, um, there's just no there's no game minutes available for um, three potential number ones. Um, so you know, fair play to him. I think I think he wants to go out and or that number one spot somewhere. And I, I completely agree with what you just said, Matt. There is a very good chance um, that in the National League, he could go be a number one keeper somewhere. Yeah, I think, we, Sam, were you about to, were you trying to say then it was his concentration that is issue? Yeah, I, I, think, I think he's a good keeper. It's just his concentration that lets him down. I think that is, that, that is the main thing, his game. I think if he had better concentration, he could be our number one or playing higher. Because ability-wise, I think he's a, he's got the ability. It's just his concentration that lets him down. Yeah, I I I mean, he comes from good pedigree as well, doesn't he? Um, yeah. So uh, you know, his dad. You wouldn't necessarily know this, Michael, but his dad was a very famous sort of goalkeeper back in the yeah. late eighties, early nineties. I forget. So um, so it's yeah, I, if, if it's always concentration issues for him. Um, yeah, definitely. So. Um, We'll we'll finish off the news section by uh, talking about incomings. So uh, who's gonna who's gonna tell us now that we're gonna sign somebody? Somebody somebody, somebody tell us. No, it was interesting. I uh, I was doing the rounds on uh, um, famous famous forums, not to mention any names. Red Passion. Um, <laughs> this was actually last week, I think, uh, and people were going mad in there, going, "I can't believe we haven't brought in two or three players." And I was th- thinking. You ain't getting two or three players. You got no chance of bringing two or three players into this squad. Uh, you know, where, where who, who do you need? You know, in reality, you don't need two or three players, do we? Well, um, we've already so, signed Canada. That's one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's no way we were going to get that. But this, this, this striker thing still, I think, is the only area. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody mm-hmm. thought we could shoe on somebody in, I think striker as as a mulling backup is the one that people would probably say is the only one that is, that is, uh, that is kind of feasible. Um, and then a name came up today that uh, I'd never come across before, uh, but some of you might have. Um, so I think he plays for Walsall, and that's a Mr. Danny Johnson. Um, so he was linked with going back home, I think, to the northeast. Um, I'm sure that's where he's from, but I don't think that's happening now. Um, and there are people that are adamant that uh, we retain an interest in him. Um, so obviously he's got football league caliber, uh, which is seems to be what we look for. Um, uh, and so that was the name that I saw today. And when I sort of looked into it, I was a bit like, you know, you look at his profile and you think, you know, we'd been linked with Andy Cook. Was it Andy Cook last week, Alex? And we were laughing because there's a 32 year old <laughs> and you're thinking, it doesn't make sense that one. This, this, this. Danny this, Mayer was one. Say that again, sorry. Uh, is it Danny Mayer from Plymouth? There was. Um, oh, that would have been a couple of weeks ago, was it? Yeah, that was um, quite a quite a strong rumor that seemed to be going around. Yeah, but there, I mean, in terms of the profile, it's somebody that kind of fit the pro a bit younger, but with that experience, it kind of fit the profile a bit. But yeah. my, I think we said this last week, Alex, and I stand by this. I I am adamant that what we're hearing are the noises from them, uh, if you like, putting together a list ready that if something seriously happens to one of the front two. 
then this is the list that they're, they're going to go. And these are the names. And I'm adamant that these are the names that they would go and get if we get an injury. I think until that point, we'll sit with what we've got. Um, but what, what are you still, you know, we said that last week, are you still of that mindset or what do you think? Yeah, I think the biggest threat to our title challenge is Paul Mullen getting injured. Um, more so than Palmer's hip? Yeah, more so than Palmer. I think Palmer is, he's a great player, but he's hes more replaceable, if that makes sense, than yeah, Mullen. Okay. If Mullen did get in that, that would be disastrous. Um, okay. So, yeah, I agree with what you say. I think we've got a list of contacts, if you like, to, to go and get if Mullen gets injured. But I'm with you. If we can keep everyone fit, we don't need any more players. The only other position that maybe consider is in addition to striker is left wing back um just because of mendy's injury yeah, issues and his honors as well and i think that's what's golden yeah I, I speculated about that a couple of weeks ago i did say i wonder whether if if push comes to shove you you could put jordan there and ask him to do a job for us you could for a short period but i'm not yeah. sure about a long period I think he's more. He's obviously more attacking, isn't he? But I don't see why you couldn't put Jordan there at the moment. I don't see how he gets into that midfield, Jordan. Yeah, that's it. We'll save that. De- we'll save that debate because I think you could have an hour on that, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So from um, Michael, what's what's your thoughts when you look at the squad? Is there is there glaring holes, or do you do you sort of agree with us that we're we're kind of all right until a, a you know a mulling or until something happens? Yeah, striker, striker seems to be the consensus. Um, yeah. You know, and and you and I have talked about rumors. Um, uh, Moisa from MK Dons was was one that was rumored a couple of weeks back. I saw you know rumblings about Christian Dennis and um, just you know random players from here and there. Um, but obviously, those things haven't materialized and. I think at this point, if anything is going to be done um, at this point in the season, it, it will likely be a striker, but um, who knows? We may wake up or I may wake up one morning to a surprise and you've already worked your magic over there, Matt. Well, we did that with, to be fair, that happened with Andy Cannon, didn't it? I'm sure we yeah. we might have yeah. even done a podcast the day before uh, and then all yeah. of a sudden out of nowhere, Andy Cannon was stood there in his shirt, you know, because yeah. uh, I, I, nobody smelt that one coming, did they? Oh, that was out of nowhere, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd not say I personally had not sort of picked up on anything to do with that. So how they got that done without that, you know, coming out is uh, mm-hmm. is blinding. And I did read that uh, actually quite a lot of their focus at the moment has been on readying deals for players for next year. So some of the players who are either coming out of contract or players that will only have one year left. Obviously, depending on the league we're in, we're 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 potentially going to have to give. Uh, some generous contracts to like for instance like an Aaron Hayden or somebody who's you know is mm-hmm. potentially coming into the last year um yeah. if you're playing in the football league you're going to have to obviously uh, divvy up yeah. some more funds so that's obviously taking up some of the uh, some of the time is uh, seems to be the the word as well um so apart from that all quiet on the transfer front for us um, but I don't know if you saw the uh, the Shimanga links tonight. So the rumor is that Shimanga is going to leave uh, Chesterfield and Where be replaced. Uh, I, I didn't say. I think I think they think he's going to go to the Championship. Um, yeah, that's 
it's the one, doesn't it? But Birmingham? I don't think it's Birmingham anymore. Uh, but he's but he's but he's going to be replaced by Kabamba from uh, Barnet, isn't it? Um, oh so, yeah. So uh, that the local press around Chesterfield are, are reporting that now that that deal is on the table. Um, you know, so it it relies on Shimanga complete, completing his move. Um, but that would be good business by them because Shimanga's. Uh, Alex has fallen off the face of the earth, as far as I'm concerned. He's contributing mm-hmm. next to nothing. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know whether he's struggling for fitness or whether he is, you know, down tools since the uh, the move broke broke down in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I check the Chesterfield team most weeks, and he sometimes he doesn't even make the bench. So you assume there is an injury there, but Chesterfield seemed to be doing okay without him. Um, and I think they're probably getting a better deal at the moment if they got Kamamba in for Shimango, especially yeah. if they get a fee for Shimango. Um, but yeah, we don't know what's happened with him because he was the one we were all worried about at the start of the yeah. season. We were praying that he signed for um, yeah. Birmingham. Birmingham in August. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, Kabam was a great striker. He scored, what, 15, 16 goals for Barney this season? Done a really good job. Yeah, and I know Chesterfield have got Quigley and Asante as well, so Dobra as well, so he's going to add yes. to the attacking um, prowess. Um, yeah, I mean, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, I guess. Um, I noticed that, um, uh, we'll wrap the news bit up with this, but I noticed that Macaulay Langstaff was uh, supposedly at Gateshead last night. Which, uh, might, for him. might be might be handy if you were looking for a move to a northeast <laughs> club. You know, if you were perhaps going to, I don't know, Middlesbrough or somewhere like that, you'd be uh, you'd be close to home. But yeah. I'm sure he was just there to see, obviously, to scout and to see how uh, how their rivals got on. What time did the Notts County game got called off? Uh, day before, wasn't it? It was. It was, it, 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 it was. No, it was. It was supposed to be yesterday, but it was about midday, one o'clock. Yeah, that's it. I think they did an earlyish pitch inspection, didn't they? I'm sure they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah one thirty. I think it was one thirty pitch inspection. Something like I think it was early. After, I'm sure it was early afternoon yeah. that one. So uh, yeah, he's jumped in the car and flown up, hasn't he? You know, got, got to get said <laughs> quickly, didn't he? Well, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we'll 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 see. But it's all. It seems to, to be fair. It's all gone quiet. They seem to have. They seem to be uh, keeping hold of. Uh, Keep it all. Although, I don't know if you did see that, that there's rumours now, and the the county fans are adamant that they're signing Joe Spara, um, and I'm assuming that's to replace Rodriguez if he doesn't sign a new deal. Um, I'd be happy with that because I think Rodriguez is probably the best flair creative player in the division, maybe up there with Elliot Lee. Um, Sabar is very good, but I would say that'll be a downgrade for uh, for Notts County if it happens, of course. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what the caveats are to that. Like, you know, whether they if they get promoted, then does Rodriguez stay? You know, I don't know what the, the caveats they're gonna are. Cover, they're gonna have to cover that cost somewhere because if they say they're gonna have to pay a decent amount of money for Sabar, aren't they? Now, if Rodriguez goes in the summer, they get for nothing free. for it. Yeah. So even a Notts County fan said this, well, it'll be covered by Langstaff getting sold in the summer. Mm. So it was like, well, you're not going to find another Langstaff, really, are you? No, if you're a smart club, you do that deal now. 
uh, and yep. you get a fee for Rodriguez, and then you yeah. uh, you, you pay for Sparrow. Yeah. Um, That's what you but doing, yeah. you know, we'll uh, I guess we'll we'll see how that plays out. Um, all right, so just a little bit of time left. Let's look ahead to the big one then. So we come to the weekend Sunday at the race course on BBC. If I'm right, okay, I've lost track um, of the different TV channels. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's a big game against a historic club. From a you know they are a big historic club Sheffield United, mm-hmm. um, although Michael has said I you know I I don't know much about them you know they've been Premier League and they're probably going to be mm-hmm. Premier League again aren't they, um, you know don't want to curse their luck but they're in a brilliant position to go to go up, um, so what are we thinking how are we feeling about it Sam excited about it Are you going did you manage to get a ticket will you watch it on the yeah. telly what's going on, yeah so I managed to get a ticket so I'll be going um, I think it's sort of. I think we were talking about it, saying it's a difficult draw. I think I know. I think the good thing is we're at home, so yeah. we got a chance. Um, depends what kind of team they put out, because obviously I know they are a few points clear. But uh, will the manager be thinking? I don't want to risk. Yeah. Undi, I mean? really the striker is the one, isn't he? Yeah. They don't. Do they want to risk them? And you know they get injured and derails them because. If you said to them, right, what's more important, you know, the Premier League or the Cup run? Well, they're going to be like Premier League. Aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, fairly confident. I think it'll be a close game. I think it just depends. I think if they score early on, I think if they score in the first 15, 20 minutes, then be it awkward. could be. But I think the longer it, you know, if we get the first goal or it go, it's nil-nil, whatever, go, the longer it goes on, I'll be more sort yeah. of confident, really. Um, are we going full strength or are we making any changes, Sam? Um, yeah, full strength again. Hayden didn't play the last one, did he? Commentary had a little niggle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, will will he rest people like that? Um, also, an element I always thought this with with Hayden. The reason he didn't play against Commentary as well, I don't know why anyone else thinks of this. Sometimes you don't want to put your best players in the shop window either. Uh, I think he had a hamstring niggle, though, didn't he? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know what you're saying. I've actually had that conversation with the with Ben from the Sheffield United pod um, about Undi. Um, but uh, I don't think, in our case, I don't think that was the the, yeah. the reason. It's just sometimes I always think hmm, do you, you know Take don't want to spotlight. Put... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Michael. So we've got a, a, a Premiership potentially a Premiership club rocking into town. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you'll watch it. Uh, you'll it'll be on ESPN over there. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to make the drive over. Um, no. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. I agree with what Sam said. I think a lot of it's going to depend on um, what kind of side that that Sheffield puts out. Um, you know, and and they they almost have the same. Uh, I don't want to say issue the same blessing that we have because they're at the top of their division. We're at the top of ours, but uh, I also agree with what Sam said, as far as the side we're going to play, I think we will go um, full strength and, and, you know, take this thing head on. I'm also obviously excited for you guys and, and for our fans that it's going to be at the race course. The atmosphere um, should be, should be bouncing. It should be a pretty good time having a club like that come to town. Just to give you a bit of context, uh, Michael, they 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 estimate that if you get promoted from the Championship to the Premier League, that's worth roughly a hundred million pound to a football club. So obviously, to it's them, like that is absolutely the priority. Money. Like you know, 
Yeah. It's like, that's like podcast money. Um, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that, that, that can help, that can help you uh, like a lot. Acquire, <laughs> yeah. some, acquire some talents. Yes. So Alex, what are you commentating? What's the score? What are you doing? No, I'm go. I managed to get tickets. I'm going as okay. a fan. Right. Um, absolutely buzzing for it. Um, biggest team we welcome to the race course for ages, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the biggest teams outside the Premier League. They're a noisy bunch, yeah. or so I hear. So they're there. They'll make a good atmosphere. And I think we'll give them a really good game, even if they go full strength, which I think they will. I think we'll match them. Um, it's great for us because it's a free hit almost. Yeah. Even if we lose, they're expected to lose. So it, it's fine. There's no pressure. And I'm just glad we won the two league games against Maidstone and Gateshead because yeah. that sets this up nicely now. Yeah. If we'd only got three points or four points, it would have had a bit of a dampener. But yeah. no, can't wait for the game. Should be a good atmosphere. I think I'll probably have too much quality for us in the end. Um, like we saw against Coventry when they really gave it to us second half or the second half, they were you yep. could see how good they were. Um yep. but we'll give them a good game, but I think we'll just come off short in the end. But if we finish with no injuries, no suspensions, and we put in a good performance, happy days, we'll go on to the league and win that instead. Okay, so let's finish off by uh, a bit of a score predictions then so um i'm gonna uh, well i said to ben on the pod because obviously i'm super positive i said we're gonna win we're gonna win 2-1 um it's you know it's the arsenal score line what what were your <laughs> thoughts sam go on give us a score prediction uh well my head saying sheffield united 2-1 <laughs> um my heart saying wrexham 5-0 so you know, <laughs> <laughs> I thought some of Richie's scores were uh, out there. Um, no, realistically, like 2 1 Wrexham, you know, depending on what. I think it, it depends on what team they put out, I think, massively. Yep. Um, so, I mean, so, obviously, Mike, I mean, you don't know the ins and outs, but you understand, Michael, that there's a team there that are potentially much, much better than us. Oh, but yeah. In a one off game, obviously, anything can happen, which is the beauty yeah. of this of this competition. So, what's your, what's your sort of. What's your sort of guess at uh, a, a score? Eight nil, Wrexham. <laughs> no, I tell you um, what, if, it, 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 if it's yeah. anything like that, we'll be we 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 won't be here next week. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, no, I, I, I again, I agree with what Sam said. I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, it, it's it's very much one of those where your head says one thing, your heart says the other. You know, your your heart as a as a red says. 2-1 and, and um, but your head says that that the quality of a side like that will will win out in the end um, so I, I'll 2-1 two, 2-1 one, two, one to Sheffield okay I hope that's what I would say I hope it's not a draw no yeah we don't want to no. don't want to draw absolutely not go on Alex no. finish us off then uh, last few seconds give us a score anything but a draw um, yeah I'm yeah. going to go 2-1 Sheffield United. As long as we yeah. take the lead or get an equaliser at 1-1, just so we've got a goal to celebrate. But they'll come at us towards the end and get a winner. 2-1 to the Blues. So, massive thanks to uh, Michael Starkey. Uh, Alex Pritchard and Sam Taylor for joining me earlier on today to talk uh, all things Wrexham. 
Um, but I also managed to catch up with uh, a Sheffield United fan, head of the game, to get their sort of uh, perspective on uh, a visit to the race course. So uh, I caught up with Ben from Blades Pod, who uh, who joined me after his morning run for a chat. So um, just to finish off today, here's a 20-odd uh, 20, 20 minute or so chat ahead of our uh, FA Cup tie on Sunday against Sheffield United. So ahead of so, oh, I was going to say Sat, I keep wanting to say Saturday because uh, it's just habit, isn't it? Um, ahead of Sunday's cup tie, uh, I'm uh, really grateful to Ben from Blades Pod for joining us to have a chat. Thank you very much for your time, mate. Oh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. A pleasure to speak to you. Um, so little old Wrexham gets to play big old Sheffield United. Um, I guess initially, what we all I mean for us, this is a big tie. Yeah, we we obviously had a, a big tie last round as well. Really, I mean. Um, uh, obviously, we had. You might not realise we had Coventry in the last round. Um, oh, fully, fully aware. Don't worry. It's just okay. One of the one of the more one of the better results of the round. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, um, what were your sort of what were your initial feelings when the draw was made? Were you like us? Were you eagerly watching it on? I think it was on the Beeb on the uh, on the Monday night. Or what was what were your thoughts? Uh, a fantastic draw for us. Like I, I was, so one and and. Uh, this is, seems to be quite universal among our, our fan base. Like one of the better cup draws we've had for years, to be honest. Like really, really looking forward to it. Um, we, yeah, we don't, we don't play uh, non-league opposition all that regularly. I suppose we, we seem to, we, we seem to always get drawn against teams in our own division. Is what it feels like in the yeah. FA Cup. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a. We're really excited. I, I, from my point of view, I, I wish I could have got a ticket for it, but it was such high demand for, among our fans. It just sold out really quickly. But yeah, playing you know a, a, a team we haven't played for a long time. Apparently, we played you in like two thousand and four, which I had no memory of whatsoever in the League Cup. Um, I, I yeah. thought we had not played you for like forty years or something like that. But um, yeah, so it's it's exciting. We're we're all uh, really looking forward to it. I think. Yeah, so part of your ticketing problem is obviously uh, the fact that we now have a, a, a and for a, a dozen or so years have have, have had a three sided ground, mm. so um, which uh, unfortunately you won't sort of see. They probably won't show it on the telly now because the uh, the the cop that we used to have was uh, li- literally this last week has been demolished as they're mm. hoping to rebuild it. Um, so obviously, I think you had about was it about twelve hundred tickets? I think you had a ballot of some description, didn't you? Uh, yeah, a few. It was 1,200. Yeah, we do. Um, we have like a loyalty point system, uh, which is well, I don't know. I think it's flawed because I'm not what's the top of the uh, of the it's, rankings. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we save some as a like a, a ballot as well. So um, yeah, they got they got snapped up very quickly as uh, as I expected. Okay, so I mean, from our point of view, this is really exciting because potentially you're. A, I don't attempt fate here, but you're you know you're right in the mix uh, for promotion. So you know, all being well for you guys, um, you know you're going to be playing Premier League football again um, next season. So you know, um, ha- yeah, is this going to be a little bit of a walk in the park for you? What what's your gut before we we'll talk about potential teams and stuff later? But what was your gut feeling about the the sort of the football? You know, uh, and I don't know. I was the the caveat the, the sort of second part to that is. Does this transfer embargo that you've just sort of got laden with, does that change anything from a, you know, would would the money from a cup run help you with that? Or, you know, what's going on there? What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, so I guess the the first part of that. I mean, I'm not expecting a a stroll particularly. I think we'll play it. We'll play a strong team, strongish team anyway. Um, and we'll, we'll try to win the game. Our, our manager Paul Heckingbottom's quite. Uh, he's quite. I don't want to say respectful of the cup because that's a bit sounds a bit pious. But you know, he 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 likes the competition as a, as a standalone competition, if you like. You know, treat yeah. treat a cup game as its own competition and try and try and win those games. So. I mean, look, you guys are uh, you guys are going great guns this season, particularly at home. Is it twelve out of twelve, you want at home this season yeah. in the league. Yeah, fantastic. So, I mean, you you are almost certainly going to be a league team next season as well. Um, so, yeah, we're we're not expecting a, a an easy game at all. I don't think. Um, in terms of embargo, it's it's a weird situation. This we. I don't expect you or Wrexham fans to have an in-depth knowledge of Sheffield United's finances, but we're we're not a rich club. We we're in the Premier League for two seasons, but we spent all that money on like wages and transfers essentially, and we we don't have our owner isn't cash rich, so we kind of almost uh, almost live like paycheck to paycheck, if you like. You know, we, we borrow against future television money so that we have cash to fund bills in the short term um which means that we haven't had to sell like too many players essentially we've only really sold one player in the last year or so which was Aaron Ramsdale so basically we've we've run out of cash at the point where we owe a payment on another player is what it sounds like um we've only spent money on one player in the last two years I think it might be last, last three years so uh, it's not like we've been, you know, spraying cash around that we don't have. So a cup run will help, you know, being on being on TV. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll give us a little boost. But I don't think it's it doesn't seem like a huge issue behind the scenes. It seems like something we could make go away quite quickly. We are also in the process of a, a takeover at the moment. Um, uh, a bid was accepted on the club a couple. Of, uh, I think it was in December, and deposits been put down or something as well. So then. Later to that, like the current owner knows he's on his way out, and so is there's some debate as to who should actually pay for this like outstanding instalment right. on a transfer. So um, yeah, it'll help, but I don't think it's uh, hugely critical that we like get to Wembley or anything like that in the cup this season. Okay, um, I mean, I think I've, I, after last last night we played our uh, we went top of the league last night. We played our last league game, if you like. I think you did. You play was it Friday night? You played your last. Yeah, that's you, right. Yeah, beat, beat Hull. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think uh, our focus. I mean, we've been in non-league for this is our fifteenth season now, so our focus is very much on just get out of the league. I don't care about anything else really. Um, mm. But then when you get these, you know, these are glamorous ties for for us. Um, it's like, oh well, you know, if we we better have put a full strength team out. You know, we could have a go here. <laughs> this could be a great day. Um, I guess you know if we'd have been playing somebody in our own division, I think we'd have been thinking about resting people potentially. Mm. Um, so it's quite interesting how it's how it, it, your focus on it changes as uh, as it goes along. Um, now, I guess from a chef, obviously we haven't played you in many years, and realistically, in your current sort of makeup of players, we've not certainly not played you. So, who are the threats that Wrexham players should look out for, assuming that? You know, I'm like Undi, Undi, I guess, is the one. But is there, a, you know, there's probably a chance that he he'll get rested, is there? Yeah, I'd, I'd like him to get rested. No, no disrespect, but um, well, we didn't rest him against Millwall in the FA Cup third round, which was a far less interesting tie. I mean, we play Millwall again in the league in a couple of weeks, you know, and and they are uh, 
you know, renowned for their physicality, if you Correct. like. So, yes. uh, yeah, and Jai, and Jai obviously was at the uh, it was at the World Cup with Senegal. So we're thinking, I mean, he didn't play that many minutes, but we're thinking like, just just give him a rest for that one. We don't need him to play that. He's he is a superstar in the making. I'm I'm so excited by him. Uh, I'm pretty confident he's not going to play for us next season, like regardless of whether we get promoted. And I'm I'm kind of fine with that. He's he's a real real talent. Um, if he plays, yeah. Uh, I hope you enjoy watching him. Like he's he's a really he, he comes from like a sort of street baller background, and you can definitely okay. tell that. Like you know, almost playground football, dribbling past players. It's and FIFA, stuff, it's FIFA coming here, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his 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 attitude is fantastic. His work rate, such a team player. His like desire to win is phenomenal. We had um we had Morgan Gibbs White on loan last yes. season yeah, from yeah. um from Wolves. Obviously, Forrest paid a lot of money for him. Uh, in the summer, and I, I see a lot of what made Gibbs White great in and Jai. They obviously played together last season, but Gibbs White was like incredible attitude, just dragging the team, kicking and screaming to three points at times. And and Jai's taken that mantle on this season. Um, outside of him, uh, I think Oliver Norwood will play because uh, he just plays every game, and he's probably the best midfielder I've seen play for us in the time I've been watching United in like you know twenty five years, twenty five thirty years, whatever it is. Wow, just a incredible passer i've never seen anyone as able able to sort of spray 50 60 yard passes around the pitch like he does um so yeah if uh if he gets a lot of the ball then we will probably do pretty well i guess um jaden bogle is probably another exciting one to watch i expect he'll continue he's a a right wing back who is fantastic going forward a bit like in jai with that kind of street baller skill as well just really confident on the ball just goes at players all the time we have a a weird situation at right wing back where we have two very, very good ones, but they're like the inverse of each other. One is right. fantastic defensively uh, and poor going forward. And Bogle is incredible uh, from an attacking perspective, but not so good defensively. So, right. yeah, I think he'll probably play Bogle. He's, he's sort of um, in the in the box seat at the moment. Um, but yeah, those those are the three to watch. Uh, we might see some Ollie McBurney as well. I'm not sure what you have, if you have any feelings on Ollie McBurney. Obviously, Swansea and Cardiff fans have strong feelings towards him. Yeah, yeah but... I mean, he might get some booze, but, you know. Yeah, um... Um, yeah he's he's coming back to fitness. He he almost certainly won't start, but expect to see him come on the pitch at some point. And he's a, he is a proper wind-up merchant, McBurney. He's like, he is an idiot. I'm glad, he, I'm, glad he's, <laughs> I'm glad he's our idiot, you know. Yeah, I get um, it. I, mean, I think that was part of the reason Chris Wilder signed him back in the day. Is like, this guy's so annoying to play against. I want him to be part of my team rather than going against him all the time. Um, so, yeah, expect him to, uh, I don't know, do something <laughs> that gets the crowds back up at some point, even if it's just sort of waving from the sidelines while he's warming up. Yeah, yeah. No, we've, we've seen plenty of them at the race course over the years. <laughs> um, so just a couple of names that uh, people might uh, might have heard of, I guess. Sanderberg, I'm not saying that they'll necessarily play, but um, just in case they do, Sanderberg was a well-thought-of midfielder. Um, mm. I know he keeps getting linked with Premier League clubs still, doesn't he? I don't know if you, uh, whether you ever believe some of those rumours or not, but you know, I still see his name linked with uh, linked with moves. Um, I, yeah, I think he'd be the first. Like, if we needed to raise money uh, to pay, you know, if we were in financial problems, yeah. I, I think he'd be the first to go. He feels like, I mean, Njai's the better asset, but he's also more important to us. Like, if we right. if we sold Njai, I would start to have worries about whether. I mean, we're so oh, far God. ahead, it's it's going to be <laughs> difficult to throw it away. But I would get a little 
little bit worried. Whereas no, I get it. Yeah, I, I could see Berger, yeah, playing top division football for someone else uh, next season, or even even this January if if something came up. Uh, John Fleck, obviously, probably more of a squad player now, is he? Yeah, he's, he's been a bit unlucky, Fleck. He's, he's sort of moving towards... I mean, he's only like 31, 32, I think. He's moving towards the end of his time with us. His contract's up this summer, so I, I do think he'll leave. He, he, he'll leave with great memories. He's been... You know, we signed him when we were a, a middling League One team about five years ago, and he's he's been like an inspirational presence as we went all the way back up to the Premier League and now hopefully returning there. Um, but yeah, he's had a lot of injuries this season. Um, he, he broke his leg earlier this season. It wasn't a, a horrific break, I don't think, but it kept him out for a, a couple of months. And then uh, he came back for a couple of weeks and then got a knock and we haven't seen him since. I think he's training again, but so it might be part of the squad for this one, but um, yeah, probably, probably won't be starting. Um, and then I guess the, finally the one that uh, raises people's attention is probably, uh, I've got to pronounce this right, uh, uh, Ahmed Odzic. Perfect, 10 out of 10. <laughs> so centre-half by trade, I believe, but very highly thought of from... Uh, from uh, bear in mind, I we you know my EFL knowledge is not as good as me uh, National League knowledge, but um, he's another one that I see uh, quite a lot getting written about. Yeah, he might be rested. He was rested for the last game and, and Chris Basham's like your ready-made. Well, Ahmed Odzic has basically been the Chris Basham replacement, so I think Basham will probably start instead, but... Yeah, so this is the player. I think this is probably the player we owe this outstanding bill on because he's the only one we've paid money for in the last few years. Right. Um, yeah, we signed him uh, last summer. Uh, he's a Bosnian international centre-back. He's, yeah, he's another one. I think we could easily flip him for a lot more money than we paid for him. Like He's so good. Like Just great defender, very... You know, kind of, kind of what you want—that sort of hard-nosed defenders, not afraid to shirk a challenge, but so good going the other way as well. Like massive threat in the opposition box, great from open plays. You know, it's like top of the championship for all these stats. Like, you know, chances created from open play, uh, expected assists, like, all these kind of stuff. So, yeah, he's he's been one of the better signings we've made in the last few years. He's he really is like a big part of why we've done so well in the league this season. So he might play. I know he was, he was really disappointed. He didn't play in the last round because he wants to play every game. So maybe that will, you know, instruct whether he's used in this one, but yeah, my, my guess is that Basham gets minutes here instead. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm not expecting you to be well-versed in Wrexham, but, are there any players that you sort of know of in in our squad? I appreciate we're divisions below you, so you know. <laughs> as I say, I'm not expecting you to to potentially, but you know, is there any anybody that you know of and that you're aware of and that that might you think might be a problem for Sheffield United? Well, in terms of players, I'm aware of there's two X Blades, obviously. Uh, Callum McFadzian, who um, yeah. did did score a goal for us in the playoffs once, actually. Is yeah. my... Uh, outstanding memory of him, and his his brother came through our um, uh, Kyle. Kyle is Callum. Callum plays for Wrexham, right? Yeah. Well, it yeah, was yeah. The, it was the McFadden derby theoretically when we played Coventry because <laughs> of he, course, he, yeah, yeah. But he was injured. Uh, his brother was injured, and apparently one of them is always injured when they play each other. So uh, they've never. <laughs> oh. I don't think they've played against each other. How convenient. Maybe it's a gentleman's agreement, but uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously aware of him. Uh, Mark Howard was. Um, I, I don't know. Not a. Uh, I don't think we have like massively fond memories of Howard, but he was um, it was part of the team that got to the FA Cup semi final when we were a League One team. Yeah, um, you know, part of that uh, really good defence that we had under Nigel Clough during that period when we sort of 
looked like we looked like we were going to finally get out of League One, and then it took a couple more years and Chris Wilder to come in. So yeah, those are two I know about. I, I know the name. I've uh, I've I've not seen Wrexham at all this season, I'm afraid. No, uh, but I know, I know the name Paul Mullen because he's uh, absolutely banged him in this season. But uh, other than that, um, no, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a blank canvas for me going into this one, which is why I'm I'm really looking forward to it. You know, like. I think it's a game we could absolutely lose. I, I assume it will be a, a great atmosphere. I think we'll, you know, as I said, treat it with with the respect the occasion deserves. It's not going to be a reserve game for us. We'll we'll put out a, at least a fairly strong team and try and win it. And uh, yeah, I, I, from my point of view, I'm not too bothered if we don't win it. I'll I'll be quite happy for you guys to be honest. We we lost to um, we lost to Barnet in the National League in the FA Cup about four years ago when we got right. promoted to the Premier League under Chris Wilder. I can't speak for every United fan here because a lot of United fans were livid that we lost that game. Like a, you, they saw it as like a massive embarrassment. But I was kind of just pleased for for Barnet to be honest. Like I don't care about you know this this one off loss particularly. And yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about this one. I'll be, be happy if we get through. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll be um, more more than you know magnanimous in defeat. I guess if if Wrexham get the win. You've got to be quite humble to be able to say something like that, I think, to be honest, because obviously, I mean, this season, it's weird for us because, I mean, we are we're probably the most hated team in the division because obviously we, we've got a unique, uh, off the field <laughs> is very unique. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure you sort of uh, will be aware of by now. Mm. Um, and the fact that, you know, we've been a club in, in that position that's nearly gone at one point, you know, um, we were nearly not here, we were on the brink of being out of existence to, to where we are now, people obviously don't take that into account when they just go look at the, you know, the rich so-and-so, should we call it, uh, rocking up and the Hollywood, mm. Hollywood's rocked up. So, uh, yeah, you do have to be, uh, that's, those are very kind words. You do have to be very humble to be able to say things like that because uh, the hate is vociferous, as I'm sure you could imagine. Ah, right. Well, yeah, I think we're, we're Sheffield United are just going to be a bit of a footnote in this game in terms of the media coverage, I think, and I'm absolutely... It's probably not a that. bad thing, to be honest. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But uh, now I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I'm sure, I mean, like, a, lots of your support, fellow supporters will never have been to the race course. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's compared to what I saw when we went to Coventry, It's it'll be proper old school, big old stadium, you know, big old stadium. Mm. Um, we, we, the facilities won't be the best for you, but the atmosphere certainly will be, because especially at home, you know, the fact that, that you've got a big cup tie at home, I think um, I expect that to be really, really good. We had a couple of games with uh, Stockport County last season in the league and the trophy, because they were our main rivals really last mm. year, and the the atmosphere was electric. So uh, I'm sorry you won't be there to see it. Yeah, um, I know. It's, oh, <laughs> like I say, it's a ground I've never been to. Um, yeah, and I assume the same is true for a lot of Blades fans as well. I'm really glad it's televised because I, I thought surely it will be. I was like, it's one of the best ties of the round. But you know, how it works with FA Cup televising. It's like, well, yeah. lock in Man United, whoever they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. Premier, two Premier League teams drawn against each other. Well, there's yeah. another one to take that off. So I am glad it is televised because I, th- I think it will be one of the better occasions of the round, regardless. But yeah, I think I think a couple of things to say about that. Firstly. It was always going to be televised, I think, because our Welsh version of S- of uh, uh, Channel yeah, yeah. Four called S4C have been showing previous games. 
So I think they were always going to take it. I think the question is, did one of the big, bo- with one of the big boys really interested in it? Mm. Um, and that's what we we didn't know, um, but obviously we do now with the fact that the Beeb have taken it. So, you know, they uh, they smell a bit of uh, a bit of perhaps you know extra publicity that they can get around the game that will brew. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, for me, this type of with what you were saying about two Premier League clubs getting shown um, on TV. That's not what the FA Cup's about for me. It is about, you know, I don't little and large. You know, it is about the, the sort of big boys meeting a smaller boy and a potential upset somewhere. And those are the games mm. that, you, 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 from our point of view, being the little boy, I guess you'd hope would be shown more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. This is what I always want. Um, my ideal draw is always a team in the league or two below us, uh, ideally away. That's like my perfect draw because it's. Yeah, a team that was off the list, can't you? Yeah, a team that we don't play very often, uh, and you know we might not play again for a, a few years at least. Uh, yeah, just a complete unknown. I, I, I really, I find the worst possible, as I said, is a, a draw against a team in your own division, um, and and arguably even worse is when you have to play, you know, getting like Man City or something doesn't doesn't float my boat either because you're just going to get hammered and yeah. <laughs> what's the point so yeah, yeah I'd, I'd rather have a game that we can win against a team we don't play very often um but yeah a game but you know a game that could sort of go either way as well yeah I, 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 I mean we've been really lucky in the fact that we've kind of upgraded the squad to league two stroke some league one level of players um so i think uh, as we proved against Coventry, we're capable of giving somebody a game. Um, I expect you to be much better than Coventry. Um, so whether we can give you enough of a game is is obviously the uh, is the question. But that's the magic of the cup, isn't it? Anything can happen on, on that for that sort of ninety minutes on the day. You just mm. you can ne- you never know. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, I think we'll be keen to avoid a replay if possible. As will um, we, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially as I mean, like you know, we, uh, in our league, the uh, the stadium and the conditions are not great. So over the last couple of weeks, a lot of games have been cancelled. So everyone's got games backing up now. I think all through February we play Saturday, uh, Saturday, Tuesday. So mm. um, it would be uh, you know th- uh, the same for everybody, I think. And in one of the cups we play in, is something called the FA Trophy, which is the oh, yeah, the, yeah. Not, the non-league one. They go straight to penalties on a, on a, after a draw. Mm. Um, in, in some of the rounds, so I, I'm a big fan of that. I quite like that, um, getting it out of the way with some pens. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess from a uh, from a playing style point of view, what, what I, know, I know that the uh, playing personnel makes a bit of a difference, but what sort of football does Sheffield United, would you sort of uh, say Sheffield United play? We're very good on the counter-attack, um, and we sometimes will allow teams onto us a little bit. Like we, We've scored a lot of goals from opposition corners this season. Where, right, that's interesting. You know, where teams pile forward and there's there's always, I, I guess I always hear this thing of like, why have we brought everyone back? Like, why is everyone back in our own box for this corner? And then suddenly in Jai or someone's Bring. got the ball like 30 yards out and he runs the full length of the pitch and we score a goal from it. So, um, yeah, we've scored three or four goals like that this season. There's a lot of, we're not the fastest team, but we have got a lot of players who are good at running with the ball and kind of fast enough, I suppose, to get on the counter-attack. But in terms of possession, like when we're in possession, uh, we try and get the wing backs forward um, at every opportunity. So uh, Ender Stevens will probably play left wing back out of thought. He will be popping up in the opposition box whenever possible. Bogle, as I said, on the other side. Um, yeah, we, we try and like flood the box from the wings. 
you know, try and get to the byline and cross the ball. But yeah, it all runs through Norwood. He's he's the the master in the the midfield. Uh, he's fantastic, as I said, at switching play. So he like picks it up from the centre backs, and then he'll just sort of ping a fifty yard ball over the uh, like opposition fullback for one of our wing backs to run onto. Um, and yeah, look out for the centre backs getting forward as well. There was I don't know if you remember this this overlapping centre backs. I do from Chris Wilder's days. Like. Yeah, it's it's not really gone away. It's we do it a bit less, particularly on the left hand side, because uh, our main man there's been been injured for the last few years. But um, yeah, Basham will get forward from centre back. Armad Odzic would if he if he was playing as well. Um, and then yeah, watch out for. Uh, I, I guess we have we've got some good penalty box finishers to get on the end of uh, crosses. So Billy Sharp will probably play. Uh, a name I'm sure you're very familiar with. Yeah. Uh, Dan Jebison will probably start as well. He's a youth player. who's kind of just. Um, uh, just getting more starts for us at the minute. Um, both both decent kind of penalty box finishes. But um, yeah, just uh, Nor- Norwood's the man in possession. He'll probably have more touches than any of our other players and everything will go through him. Okay, so now on to the big thing. What What's your score prediction? Uh, do you know, I hadn't really, I really thought about one, to be honest. I, I, I guess I, I guess I'd have to predict a United win. I mean, that's that's obviously going to be the, the bookies' favourite, but I, I think it'll be a good game. I, I, I'll say uh, I'll say three-one to United, a, a, a tight game where we just get a, a third goal towards the end. Like as I said, I do think we'll play quite a strong team. We have got, um, you know, it's going to be six days till our next league game. You know, we don't, we don't yeah. play midweek, we don't play till the following weekend, so. Apart from maybe resting in Jai, which I think is just a sensible thing to do, I think it will be quite a strong team from us. And uh, yeah, as I keep saying, we'll, we will try and win. It won't be we won't be using it as like a let's see what our fringe players are up to. We'll yeah. we'll pick a team to try and win the game and and go for it. But yeah, I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it to be really hard fought. I think it'll be in the balance for uh, a long time. I guess the 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 potential issue is if Ndiaye did play. And let's just imagine there was a world where he came, scored a hat trick in the first half. Uh, that's uh, probably that, like you know, all of a sudden you might be fielding some telephone calls that you didn't really want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think teams are well aware of him by now. Um, yeah, I think he has like the most combined goals and assists in the championship. So, uh, yeah, that's that's been a bit of a refrain about United fans among United fans this season. Like, don't don't tell anyone about Ajay. Stop talking yeah. about Ajay. Like everybody knows about Ajay. Like who matters right now? Like in the top division. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, we had uh, obviously in the last round. It was uh, that Coventry rested Jokeres, um, mm. and brought. I had to bring him on. Um, <laughs> in in the, you know they brought him on. In, in need in the end um, when, when an injury came up um, and he, he to be fair he did look really really good um, mm. so um, I'm sure they were thinking the same thing really thinking can we give him a rest and keep him out the headlines but uh, <laughs> as it happened it didn't really matter yeah. all right Ben well listen all, all, I, all I hope is that we obviously it's a really good game uh, you know a good cup tie is what I is how, how I would describe it and I, I mean I, it would be remiss of me not to try and uh, wish for a Rex and win by a goal maybe a 2-1 uh, I'm sure you'd understand me uh, sort of predicting that in hope um, yeah yeah uh, so that that would that was that because um, we've got such a good home record I think if we're gonna win it'll be by a goal um uh, we, we'll go Arsenal style we'll go 2-1 um, <laughs> so listen um all the best for the rest of the season from Monday onwards. Uh, I, <laughs> I hope it's a good trip uh, and I really appreciate your time today. Thanks ever so much. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, let's hope we're both celebrating promotion at the end of the season. Telling everyone to listen to me. 
Time for the dulcet tones of Mr. Neil Smith, who goes under the guise of 1987 till present, who's performing a song written by his brother Adam Smith, which is called Someday. Someday is a song about Wrexham AFC, and you're, you're able to buy this song with profits going to Mind Charity. So if you go over to Bandcamp and look for 1987 till present, they're also on Twitter as 1987 till present. You'll find uh, Neil Manning, the man in the site there. So here's their brilliant song, Someday, to play us out. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. For loyal supporters on a lifelong journey, we'll live in hope, but we'll die in Kadguli. I've been telling everyone I see. I've been telling. I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones And his best made Mickey T Di Davis was a druid he Son, 
Back in the football league